What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report, live in hour four of the Jesse Lee Peterson show stream on YouTube, DLive, shout out, guys, Mixer, and Periscope. Thank you, guys. And I do have a guest coming up for you. I'm going to announce it. But first, let me get this out of the way, make sure that you guys catch it. Church with Jesse Lee Peterson is Sunday, 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time here at Bond in Los Angeles. Our current location, we are going to be moving soon. Uh, it's undecided where and where, but we will keep you updated on that. 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Make sure you subscribe to Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel on Jesse Lee Peterson's YouTube. It's He has three different YouTube channels. It's, they're awesome. So, um, I want to get right into this. I have a guest... For a little bit here, Vosh or Vosh. I think it's Vosh. <laughs> let me get, actually, let me get his, let me get his, turn on his mic for me. V, is it Vosh? It's Vosh. You nailed it. Nice. You know, I learned that from Jesse, actually, because I was pronouncing it Vosh. <laughs> Jesse is a wise man, and we all benefit from his wisdom. You know, that's true. And I am pleased to know that um, you're wearing a t-shirt, because I always get reamed for wearing t-shirts, and I saw an interview that you did with somebody else, and you were wearing like a suit and tie. I'm like, dang, I'm going to be underdressed tomorrow. No, that's only for special occasions. Right on. <laughs> uh, most of the time, listen, keeping it casual, it's nice. We're deconstructing, you know, uh, 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 hegemonic values of, of dress code and professional in professional settings. We're, we're doing our work, you know? Yeah, it's so white. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it is white, though, because I heard, I, I get a lot of um, tips from YouTube comments and things that I see on Twitter and stuff, that it was not actually whites who, were, who, pro, who first promoted this dressing down stuff. For example, Levi, the guy that created Levi's, started this thing, this thing about wearing jeans all the time rather than suits. So I'm, I've heard that it's other people than I white. I mean, jeans used to be the dressing up, right? I mean, that denim was really practical for all the manual labor folks used to do. It was handy. Nowadays, they're just uncomfortable, unless you're wearing the um, stretchy fabric. I know. <laughs> you know, the stretch, the stretch fit, that's the good stuff. Right. That's the good stuff. <laughs> So Vosh is at Vosh, Vosh is out, Vosh, V, V-A-U-S-H-V on Twitter. Also known, once known as Irish Laddie, I heard. Oh yeah, cool long name. time ago. Previous guest on The Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson. Website Vosh.gg. Catch him on Vosh.gg slash live. And on the YouTube channel, Vosh. Over 50,000 subs, congratulations on your over 50,000 subs hey, in just Thank over you. a year. Yeah, thank you. It's 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 actually been a, a pretty wild ride. I'm 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 delighted by how quickly things have come along. So, um, 
By the way, shout out to the Vosh stream. I think the Vosh army, I think that they might be here with us. Yes, they are. They are currently here with us. They are uh, uh, enjoying this tremendously, I think. And there's an interesting, I, you know, I just letting people know if they want to read more about you. There's an interesting little bio on the YouTube fandom page about you. I don't know. I just Googled you. Wait, is there? How yeah. negative is it? No, it's actually not bad. There, there's probably a rational wiki about you, I think. That, that one's mixed. Was probably mixed. mixed opinions on me, yeah. Yeah. So you appeared on The Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson this past fall. And first, before we get into this thing, what did you think about Jesse and his fans? Okay, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly forthcoming with you. All right, Jesse is hilarious. I think we can all agree on that. I think there's a there's a certain cadence the man carries, yeah, which is, which is almost otherworldly. Um, political opinions wise, I think he's reprehensible. Um, <laughs> I, I I am disgusted um, by his general political predilections. But having met the man in person, um, he is so uh, gosh darn charming. You know, I can't help but smile when I when I think of my uh, my having met with him. That's nice. Right on. Um, let me ask, are you a genuine person? You consider yourself a genuine person? Yeah, I market myself and my authenticity, I think. I have very little filter, which is one of the reasons I get in trouble so often. Um, yeah, I, I would like to think like pretty much everything I say is, is guaranteed to be like stream of consciousness, what I believe in that moment. And then are you a passionate person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I can. <laughs> I can sell that one easy. Yeah. <laughs> can you be both genuine and passionate? Because people that get passionate, they tend to like. The reason I bring this up is because I thought of. I've seen you be genuine, and then I'm not so sure sometimes. And then I've seen you be get passionate, and then also dispassionate at times, which is a good thing to be able to do both, I guess. Yeah, but, I, think, um, I mean, everyone's passion falters sometimes. Nobody can be passionate 100%. I, I mean, that's exhausting, you know. Um, I'd like to think I'm genuine pretty much all the time. The only times I've ever disingenuous is when I think I'm being, um, I, like, when I'm trying to sell irony hard enough that I believe the average person would be able to tell I'm joking. Okay. But beyond that, I'm always trying to sell what I think is the truth. Um, the other reason I brought this up is because when I was thinking about the question, like, if, is it possible to be genuine and passionate, is mm -hmm. because... I read the I grew up Christian. I don't know if you did. I know I, you're atheist I grew up agnostic. now. Agnostic. Wow. Did you grow up in the Pacific Northwest? No, no. I grew up in California. Um, actually, both of my parents were raised Catholic before um, uh, before they eventually became atheist as well. So I so we're, I'm one generation removed from a religious upbringing. Did they become atheist prior to you? Atheist they agnostic. Did, yes. Okay. It was yeah. It was before I was born. Okay. Interesting, man. Yeah, there are a lot of, I know a lot of friends who, Hispanic friends, especially around here, who call, consider themselves recovering Catholics, meaning that they're basically, a, a, they didn't like the guilt. That, that, um, oh, it's, oh I imagine it's exhausting. My father would tell me stories. He was actually training to be a, um, I, I forget the Catholic term, is it priest or pastor? He was training to be one of those. Catholic priest, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I was born, back when he was in his 20s, I think, when he was going to university, he was going to go the full thing, like go to university for theology yeah. and get a master's in, in like Christian studies and then go and be a priest. Um, and he, he told me, you know, it's, uh, it's exhausting, um, the, the moral weight that's placed on your heart. So I sympathize. You know, there's a, there's a guy, a liberal who appears on, I'm blanking on his name. He appears on Mar a lot. He... Um, He's kind of a snarky guy. I don't, uh, 
I'm blanking on his name. Jesse Lee Peterson is in, has debated him a couple of times. But uh, he is he, is he young Nick Fuentes? No, no, no. He's a, he, he's a, an ex. I don't know if he's still a. His parents, one was a priest and the other was a nun. Oof. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, wait, uh, wait, nuns can't marry. Former yeah, they, nun? I guess they repented of being priests and nuns and uh -oh. well, or recanted. Okay. I mean, getting, yeah, getting the, getting the, you know, um, the, the whole life experience in, I guess. But part of like why I, why I asked about genuine versus passionate is there was a guy who was um, with Jesus, Peter, St. Peter. Yeah, uh, he wasn't saint back then. He was uh, um, he was a very passionate follower of Jesus, and he was like, "I will stand with you, whatever." And then, but there was something genuine in him, even though he was passionate. Mm -hmm. But he was like, "I will stand with you," and Jesus is like, "You're going to deny me three times before the cock crows." And then, like Peter is like, "I don't know the man." When they cornered him, and they were about to crucify Jesus, so it was just interesting question to me. No, no, of mind. course. And, 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 you know, really, I think what it matters ultimately is what you're passionate about. Um, because some people are passionate about a cause. Uh, some people are passionate, like, about a person or, or defending themselves. Some people are very self-interested in that sense. I'm, I'm passionate, I think, just very broadly in trying to make the world a better place, or at least giving people ideas that maybe will help them make the world a little bit of a better place. And I think that that Passion requires a lot of introspection because there are a lot of people out there who think they're making the world a better place when in reality they're making it a, a horrible place to live in. Uh, you have to be careful. You have to be cautious with those ideas. You know, you brought up Jesse and how um, whatever you think of his views in person, he's just, um, you, call them, you called it charming. It's like nice to be around. Mm -hmm. um, this guy, Scott Adams on Twitter, he's the Dilbert creator. Now he's like yes, a Trump supporter. Yes. He tweeted that it was his his fallen state interview was his favorite interview in years because just being around Jesse the energy he's like is it love because like when you are in the room with Jesse Lee Peterson it's like so I don't know he just really liked Jesse's energy it's interesting I don't know I mean he de he definitely has a um a, a pretty um what would you say commanding presence uh indefatigable confidence in his in his opinions <laughs> which I respect you know I, I think people should be confident in what they have to believe yeah. I enjoyed my time in the studio very much I hope I can uh, uh, come back again you know I'm right on. the last time I'm going to be there in LA You suggested speaking of Jesse Lee Peterson that pro Trump black conservatives are working against their own interests and you're white. Most whites believe that um, conservatism and nationalism are for white interests. So aren't you, as a white, you're kind of liberal, right? Working against, your, against your own interests? I'm, I'm leftist. I don't know if I would say most whites believe that nationalism and conservative values are the way forward for white people. Um, I would disagree with them. Uh, even if they were to believe that, um, I would argue with the, the principles or, or sort of the arguments they would have to make that case. Um, whether or not whites believe that is immaterial to whether or not that's actually like factually the case. Um, there are, for example, like there are black conservatives who will, they'll, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, I'm black. Who are you to tell me about my black experience? <laughs> I, I say conservatism is the way forward. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I strongly <laughs> disagree. And I'll say that to their face, too. Um, I want good, solid arguments, um, not just people's general predilections. And I think that conservatism hurts everyone, not just, you know, uh, non-white people. 
So, um, but blacks have gotten worse over time since they've gone more and more towards the socialism thing. They've gone, uh, I don't know, they're just more unhappy than ever. Have we gone towards socialism? Yeah, definitely. Especially the blacks. They have that socialist mindset. I, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if the black people are any closer to collective means of production, uh, ownership of the means of production than they were 50, 60 years ago. Um, I would say that the black situation has gotten worse since the abolition of Jim Crow laws, but that's not because they were abolished. That's because other institutional uh, obstacles were introduced in between now and then, uh, ways of discriminating against them without having it on the books. Interesting, man. I don't know. I don't see it as... I'm, when I say socialism, I mean mm -hmm. that they believe in they believe in that socialism stuff. They fall for the uh, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, and all that mess, where it's just about about getting taken care of or taking so-called taking care of the poor, which is um, female-minded thinking. They don't really think like uh, logical men. Um, it's like it's like you guys, the leftists want to take care of everybody like you're their, their mother like you want to take their guns or at least like have stuff in place to protect them from their their guns and stuff like that it's so messy um, so a, so a few points in this taking care of the poor is a G, is a christ-like mentality um if you if you believe it's womanly then that's a tremendous compliment to women i uh i, I consider myself whenever <laughs> i'm advocating for the poor you know very very christ-like in that sense and uh, I, I think my a-religiosity doesn't come in between me and my principles in that respect. Um, secondly, um, I, I, I should say I am very pro-gun ownership. And when I speak of socialism, I don't talk about the government taking care of anybody. Uh, when I talk about socialism, I'm talking about giving people the tools to stand up for themselves and live honest, decent, respectable lives where their hard work begets them the fruits of their labor. Um, not, not some nanny state, not some corporate welfare. Um, and likewise, Obama was not a socialist. Obama was a milk toast centrist neoliberal he had to really pretend to be that he had to pretend to be that they didn't advocate for any socialism i mean obamacare was the only radical piece of legislation he got around and that was a heritage foundation plan that was drafted by conservatives that's a shame uh, if, if he was true. a socialist he did a terrible job of it so anyways let's let's jump forward i um your very first video on your channel enlightened centrism with uh spaces between every letter that um, you suggested that centrism, is this true? Because I read this, right? Is an effective form of stopping Nazism. Nazism? Is that true? Or did uh, YouTube no, I, fandom I, get that wrong? I think, I think that centrism is an ineffective way of stopping Nazism. And oh. In fact, I, I believe centrist viewpoints are often a way of abetting and enabling um, neo-Nazi perspectives. Okay, interesting. Yeah, okay, so that must be... All right, because a lot of people call, you know, the, the liberal media, right? They mm -hmm. call um, people like Ben Shapiro alt-right sometimes. They slip mm -hmm. and call Ben Shapiro alt-right because he's like a gateway to, to cons actual conservatism. Is that I mean, what you're saying? I'd say he is like actual conservatism. I um I don't think he's alt right. Alt right basically means neo Nazi. You know, when when people say like alt right, we mean like a uh, uh, far right fascist nationalist or white nationalist Jewish question. The whole nine yards. Yeah. Ben Shapiro obviously doesn't believe in the Jewish question. He's a Zionist and he's pro Israel and he himself is a Jew. 
there have been Jewish Nazis, but you know they're not as common, of course. Um, I don't think that he's uh, uh, alt right. I just think that he's a fascist. Um, I'm not. I'm not settled on on uh, Reverend Peterson. He might be alt right. Um, it's it's a little difficult to suss out his opinions sometimes um, when it comes to that stuff because he's very you know uh, pronounced um, sometimes with 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 his beliefs. Um, I think it's important to maintain that distinction though because the difference rhetorically between a fascist and a neo-Nazi is, is pretty significant. Okay. What is a fascist? Um, a fascist, because it's like a politically incoherent, like fascism isn't like socialism. Socialism was brought in the books before it was ever brought to power. Uh, fascism is sort of like an invocation of people's political frustrations. It's defined by a collection of political tendencies, stuff like far-right nationalism, misogyny and chauvinism, uh, war worship, the belief that you have to unify against a constant threat, you know, adulation of an imagined past, the unification of people under an ethnic homogeneous group, just that sort of stuff. You know, there's like a very in-group, out-of-group feel to it. It's Sometimes it's a little hard to pin down, but you can tell when people are acting fashy uh, if, if they talk for long enough. Oh, I heard that you called, correct me if I'm, if I'm lying, mm-hmm. um, PragerU and Turning Point fashy organizations. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> more, more so PragerU than Turning Point. Turning Point still pays lip service to, um, to libertarianism, which is in its roots. But uh, PragerU is 100% uh, fascist propaganda. Yeah, easily. So aren't you making fascism sound more palatable by calling them that? Um, to fascists, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone watches like a PragerU video and agrees with it, I would say they probably lean towards fascistic tendencies. I think there are a lot of fascists in America, and there always have been, at least over the past century. Um, I don't think it's like a, a particularly special designation. If people find those political opinions attractive, then I think that says more about them than it does my categorization. Is it true that, um, you know, Time Magazine, did they honor um, Hitler and then that that guy who stayed president for way longer than two terms, FDR, yeah. wasn't he like pro-fascist? Is that true? Uh, Roosevelt? Yes, F- F- Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I think... I, I don't thought he believe... was a fan of Hitler and before this, this bad stuff came to before light, I guess. Before the war? <laughs> um, there, there are... I, okay, if, if that's the case, I'm not familiar with it. Um, I, know, I know that Roosevelt was a capitalist, which is, you know, <laughs> also not great. Um, uh, I don't know if he was ardently in favor of fascism. I thought he was rather left-leaning as presidents went at the time. If that's the case, though, I'm, I'm not familiar. I'd need, to, um, I'd need to look it up to clarify. All right. So, but... All right. Interesting. How is PragerU fascist? Um, I mean, the best example I can give is the last video they put, not the last, it, it was one of the last videos they put out on the Enlightenment. They actively rejected Enlightenment principles of reason, um, egalitarianism, democracy. Um, it's often said that socialism is a promise to fulfill the Enlightenment, whereas fascism is a rejection of the Enlightenment. And what PragerU was doing was actively advocating for social traditionalism, which is a a common cry for fascism, anti-reason, anti-democracy, anti-logic, anti-egalitarianism. That's a pretty easy call right there. Dennis Prager has written articles on why um, spousal rape uh, shouldn't be illegal. Um, They've done videos on how, um, you know, actually there is no oppression experienced by women and you know, the blacks in America, they're, they're pretty fascist, um, pretty, pretty easily leaning that way. You know, all this, all this um, fear-mongering about the war on women and stuff, and people, liberals, 
act, and there are liberal Christians who agree with you about Jesus being about so-called taking care of, of the so-called poor. Um, it's like a, it is like a female thinking, but it makes women more miserable. Women are more miserable than ever, um, at least as far as I understand it, today, under feminism, running the country and, the, and people's mindsets, than, um, than they were back under the so-called fascist times. Oh, I don't think that pre-1960s America was, well, maybe it was a little fascist. Well, whatever you want to call it, the misogynist right, right. times, right? Everyone is more miserable today, not just women. The, um, the, the, the general um, attitude um, towards the world has gotten distinctly negative over yeah. the past uh, 30 or 40 years. I don't think that's because of fascism. I think that's because of worsening economic circumstances, uh, a destruction of common culture as a value, and probably also, um, for men and women specifically, if we want to look at gender, probably a breakdown, an atomization of the social dynamic that used to sort of manage how people interact for relationships or for marriage. I think we need to replace the old system because what we have now clearly isn't working. No, we need to go back to the old system. Oh, I didn't like the old system very much either. In you, fact, I, I despise it. I'm a marriage abolitionist. I just, I don't like this stuff. But but you didn't really experience a proper version of the old system. So you don't no. know. Oh, well, I didn't personally. But yeah. personal experience isn't a good way to come to political conclusions. You know, I Maybe. have theory. I can read textbooks. But what if I had a really, you know, crap marriage? What if I had a really amazing marriage? I, there's too much bias from my personal experience to determine what is or isn't a valid uh, data point to extrapolate to society in general. So let me get to, <laughs> I think you guys that, okay, you are concerned about Nazis, right? So-called Nazis, neo-Nazis. How by the way, how come you guys call them Nazis and neo-Nazis when they don't call themselves that? They're like the poor neo-Nazis, as you guys call them, Mm -hmm. They don't get to be defined by what they call themselves. Everybody else gets to define what they call themselves, except for the so-called so neo-Nazis. Isn't that oppressive? Well, it depends on the reasons why you're calling yourself what you call yourself. When a trans woman says they're a woman, it's because they're a woman. They're not playing around <laughs> with language there. They're just following the generally accepted academic definition of gender. When a Nazi calls themselves an identitarian, a white nationalist, an alt-writer, um, a, a paleo-conservative, a Catholic nationalist, or whatever <laughs> term they come up with themselves, what they're doing is deliberately obfuscating the conversation by redirecting people's perceptions of their political beliefs, when in reality, they all hold nearly identical political beliefs. It's deliberate political obfuscation, not a sincere attempt to find a, a, a term for self-identification. But this, Some of these Nazi types will switch the terms they call themselves like three times a year. It's crazy. Well, the problem is that um, the so-called Nazis and the so-called neo-Nazis and the alt-right have been so smeared and falsely maligned over the years, especially recently. I don't know about the... I don't know about right? the... Huh? Would you call yourself alt-right? No. I think I'm more like alt-light. How about you? Are you alt-light? I mean, I'm a, I'm a socialist and an anarchist, so no, I'm probably not alt-light. But there's a lot of anarchists who turned alt-right. Alt uh, if there are, I haven't met any ones who could make a decent case for anarchism. Uh, no, if I'm alt-light, I'm very, very alt-light. I'm the lightest alt <laughs> there is around. 
Um, no, I, I think these people are, are disgusting. Um, yeah, but I think I fairly characterize their views. I don't think I misrepresent. No, them. I'm talking about in general, the people, because Nazi, let's face it, the term Nazi is like a, the worst thing that you can call somebody. I mean, somebody joked that the N-word for whites is Nazi. I think on one of your streams. Well, the difference but, is for, uh, the, for the N-word, you're impugning someone for their, their race. And when you call someone a Nazi, you're impugning someone for being a genocidal maniac. Um, but so people aren't, I, but most people today that are called Nazis, they're not genocidal. They're not well, for... That's that is what the Nazis said, too. Um, what you have to do, you yeah, can't but just take them at their face. Well, you can't take them at their face value. What you have to do is look at their policies and the practical implications. Yeah, the so, practical implications. If you believe in a white ethno state, for example, yeah. if you want a white America, you can either you can do two things with this. You can either kick all the non-white people out, or at least a significant majority of them, or you can um, place uh, um, eugenics policies on them to prevent them from breeding, so whites eventually outbreed them. Both of both of these meet the technical qualifications for genocide. There's but, no other way to bring about a white ethno state. That, but I haven't heard most of these guys advocating for kicking these people out. Or for um, or birth control or whatever. In fact, that's what the globalists want to do. The people what that the so-called fight do? against Nazis, they they advocate for abortion like crazy. Yeah, abortion and, uh, and is homosexuality a free and all that madness. Abortion is a free choice. Free choice for, for only for the woman. Abortion only is free, for the woman. Well, only for the person with the baby. Yes, and that's evil. Uh, you can think that, yeah. No, it's, um, it's a not pretty, just thinking. Just, it just, it just is evil. clarify, there's yeah. a pretty big difference between promoting the availability of abortion if you want to have it and forcing abortions on an ethnic community. And nobody is advocating for that. Not one of these people want that. I have argued with those people who want name that. Name one of them for me. A, name one. Like of the random people I talk to or the... Name like, like a leader. Political Name like a leader. Yeah. Oh, um, I guess Nick Fuentes would be a good example. He wouldn't be for that. He's Catholic. He's for he's pro-life. Are we okay? So he would just kill them or kick them out if he's. He not wouldn't be for that. You're so you're making up what he's about. That's evil. No, so I think, and here's my concern, and this is the the concern I reach uh, when I talk about these positions. It's that they will go on and on talking about prescriptive positions like we need a white America, America's for whites, China for Chinese people, you know, Africa for Africans, so on and so forth. They'll talk about how um, uh, blacks are lower IQ and how race, mis race mixing is degenerate um, and how like white women are being like uh, raped by the black males and what have you. And they'll talk about it like we're at war. A lot of them believe the Jews are orchestrating this war. Right. And then they say, and, and you go into their forums, you know, race war now, gas the kikes, kick these people out, white America now. And you think, what exactly are these people going to do if they take power? Are they going to passively and calmly pass policies to slightly adjust cultural values in this country? No. People have taken power before using this exact rhetoric before, and they did what the Nazis did. You don't get into power advocating for genocide. You advocate for your culture and for your race until you have enough political capital to seize control of whatever political structure you have in your country, and then you do the genocide. If they want their policies enacted so badly, I don't know why they're so bad at arguing them with me, because every time I get one of these people in front of me, they pretend to argue policies for about 20 minutes, lying and backpedaling every time I expose a hypocrisy, until eventually they just start sputtering the N-word and telling me that they're going to gas the kikes and leaving the call. 
every time I talk to these people, every single time. So if I have an uncharitable opinion of their views, it is only because I have seen nothing but pathetic, uh, degenerate, abject immorality from them every time I engage. Again, you know, just my experience but, and everything I've seen of them and but all you're the not research a, that corresponds to them. But you're not a good judge of immorality. And these and you just didn't give me any evidence that these guys would be actually for that. You just uh, you just speculated about, oh, because of these guys supposedly did this back then. That's what these guys are going to do now. Yes, there are not. a whole lot of evil. I'll, I'll admit there's a whole lot of evil people in the alt-right that are angry and then they're they may come up with bad solutions like like what you're describing but i have not seen evidence of that and yes you can see the gas the kikes stuff which is i don't know i see it sometimes as trolling and sometimes they're just evil angry people they're overreacting to the attack on whites well then they are free to come and argue with me because every single time i engage with these people it reduces down to uh, genocide ad nauseum every single time and it is not the prerogative of wise people to argue positions when your standard for evidence is a nazi saying actually no i wouldn't do a genocide which is also what they did in germany uh, we have to be a little bit more skeptical when we analyze their positions and the consequences of their positions than just listening to their word on it because they have been known to lie. Look, and Richard just Spencer, like everybody example. else, just like your side, just like the so-called centrists, like you, I mean, we both hate the centrists. Oh, the, oh, the centrists absolutely <laughs> lie. But no, in, in my case, at least specifically, I'm very forthcoming with every position. I know, I but you just came up with something that's totally not true. You suggested that Nick Fuentes is for a genocide that he's not for. Is Nick You're just assuming a white ethno state. Your ASSUME ING, <laughs> no, skip the E, right? Of Nick of Nick Fuentes, and I'm not even like that big of a fan of Nick Fuentes. I just know a little bit about him, but he's Catholic. He's, he wouldn't be for that. I mean, he's a Holocaust denier. I don't think it's entirely right. That wouldn't that be encouraging to you that he's a Holocaust denier? That means that that he's happy they didn't that they didn't get killed. And he wouldn't have, be for them getting killed. Uh, wait, wait, again. Wait, just, just wait, wait, wait. Just to be. Wouldn't that be, be encouraging to you? Wait, wait, just to be perfectly clear. Yeah. Just so I can, just so I can know what tone this this discussion is taking. Yeah. Did you just seriously advocate that a person being a Holocaust denier is evidence that they are a better person than they would be if they were not a Holocaust denier? No. Okay, I just wanted to. But I'm saying I'm asking you. You just said some really stupid shit. It's not um, stupid because a whole lot of people. It's a growing number of people believe in flat Earth. They believe the moon landing never happened. They believe, some people believe in climate change. Some people don't believe in climate change. Everything yeah, is of, in question among Zoomers, especially. Most of especially. these anti-science positions are being taken by conservatives, yes. Um, it, but uh, that's uh, irrelevant. With the possible the, the point exception is, of anti-vaxxers, that might be more of a hippie thing. Yeah, the um, point, but the point is, everything is in question amongst people your age and younger, and maybe my age and everybody else and younger. So this whole thing about... The fact that Nick Fuentes may or may not be a Holocaust denier, I haven't seen evidence that he is or isn't, to be honest. I see evidence that he's like, oh, he's leery about, about the story, but this whole thing, it, you're acting like it makes him a horrible person, when in reality it just means Holocaust that he's not denier. for it. It means that he's not for it. No. When people are Holocaust deniers, it's not because they're relieved at the idea that Jews weren't <laughs> experiencing the horrors of the Holocaust. Does it mean that it's they're for it? 
It's because they believe the Jews are deliberately orchestrating an international conspiracy to inflate the death toll at the Holocaust so they can use it to guilt whites into giving away their rights. And this what does that have to do with, with wanting a genocide, though? Because you're uh, saying that Nick Fuentes wants a genocide, and you said you s mentioned him being so-called Holocaust denier. I said Nick Fuentes is a white nationalist, and that white nationalism can only be enacted through genocidal policies. All right. Do you think that whites are being genocided now? No. Why is has this has this diversity thing been put that's been pushed on white countries been a positive thing? Well, hold on. I take issue with your framing. What do you mean pushed on white countries? The world has gotten more progressive. Whites and non-whites have both come to the decision that we should probably be a little more progressive generally. And Who's that has that been it? has that made positive progress on this on these countries? Unquestionably, yes. How so? Because it has led to a rapid advancement in the rights and well-being of almost every demographic that wasn't already in a position of hegemonic power in America. Now, I can't speak to China or India, for example. Those countries have very, very different like racial and gender climates. Um, and I'm not researched enough on those. But all, all, of the, statements. all of the races have become more and more degenerate. They've gotten worse. Whites have gotten believe, worse. Blacks have gotten worse. When you don't believe in de degeneracy. When I think of degeneracy, I yeah. think of racism or sexism or transphobia, you know, real immorality. Those don't exist. Those aren't immoral. Right. I would consider you to be a degenerate then, because when I think of degeneracy, I think of people who want to hurt people or, or make people's lives worse. When but that's not wanting to make lives worse, to deny that racism is a is real when, and a when problem. When you think of like degeneracy, that. you think of like two men consensually engaging in a relationship with one another. No, um, I'm so, not just talking about that. That's that's well, an example. That's it, it's an right? example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so your version of degeneracy is hating people for who they are. No, Mine that's not hating people. You're assuming that it's hate. You're um, assuming that that's hate. You don't know what it, hate is. When rights are taken away from the oppressed, it is not. They're not oppressed, and that's not a right. It is not particularly relevant whether you do so out of hate or out of some twisted, abject idea of morality. You're the one twisted, man. For. For believing that we're hateful, for believing that right is right and wrong is wrong. That's not what you believe. What is right exactly? Hateful for what? What policies do you want to enact? I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know exactly. what you're talking about. Because, because the abstraction of your values is the only way you can keep from coming off. No, t tell me, tell me what's hateful. You can't, what you can't. What policies would you enact? No, you're that's the not hateful. of the United States of America. Those people are getting. What would you getting, do about gays? The gays are getting worse because you're kissing up to them. What would you do? I'm the gays. I'm kissing up to myself. Thank you. What would you you're do not a real if you were gay. the president? When I, did you become so-called gay? Um, I'm. It's it's been a little while. I mean, I don't know if you want to go through my like my text logs or my Tinder matches, but I pro <laughs> I promise you that uh, I, I have I have the creds. You know, I, I have the the, the ID card. Um, but you're you living to, with a woman, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm uh, you're pan. A dude is a roommate. Of you're course. pan. Yes, yes, I'm pan. But <laughs> I'm, well, hold on. I will say this. I didn't know you knew the distinction. Yes, I'm pan. Yes, I have sex with <laughs> men and women oh. um, and, and everyone else. Um, if you were the president of the United States of America with full control over the legislative and judicial bodies, what would you do about gay people? I would get rid of gay marriage for sure. That okay. wouldn't count. So, that is what so I would marriage. consider to be hateful, discriminatory no. behavior. No, uh, uh The hate right. is increasing with the with the embracing of of an illusion of what's right. 
That's not real love. Remember when I said... You don't even know what love is. Remember when I said that I want to make the world a better place, and that's sort of the broad, prescriptive judgment. Female thinking. Uh, Wait. Making the world a better place is female thinking. Right. So every technological advancement, every statesman... (laughs) Mostly by uh, men. Every... Every well, were they thinking in a female way? They weren't thinking about I want to make the world a better place. I promise you that if you go back through the ledgers and logs of great statesmen and inventors, you will find many of them were motivated by the betterment of the world. All right, let me get to a call. I have a call for you. Are you unironically advocating for keeping the world as it is or making it worse? Like just as a I'm for making it. Judgment? I'm for me. Ma- I'm for doing what's right, not for this fake. Is it right? I've, to make I want to kiss up to worse? the gays because they want to act like they want to get married when they actually don't. It's You're for the abolition thinking. of marriage. Well, that's female thinking of you because you want to make the world no by doing what's right. Doing what's right is. I mean, yeah, yeah. You you could Isn't say I'm not a full full on man yet. Um. Let me get to some. Is a full-on man someone who just wants to burn the world? (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, get get the call. Sorry. All right, Will out of California. Will, how are you? Hey, how's it going, James? Going fine. Um, I forgot. I I'm sorry. Vosh. Kind of late. I didn't. I didn't catch a. His name is Vosh. Name. Vosh. Vosh. Yeah. Howdy. Oh, hey, how's it going, Vosh? How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um. You said a couple of things about the America First Coalition, and uh, I believe the, they were categor- a lot. A couple of them are categorically false. You said that uh, white nationalists are for uh, a white ethno state in the, uh, the America First movement. Is that is that what I heard correctly? Uh, I would love to hear my eighty seventh of this week definition of what white nationalists want. Uh, yeah, go for it. What, oh, no, what no, do no, you no. use that's, specifically? That's, that's that's I understand what white nationalists want, but you're claiming that say like a guy like Nick Fuentes is a white nationalist. Well, Nick Fuentes used to openly advocate for it, but when his channel got bigger, he started saying he was actually for like white identitarianism. And then he would go for like neighborhood ethno states where he believes that people have the uh, right of free association to live exclusively. He was also 17, 18, 19. Yeah, he's backed off his earlier positions because he knows that if he expressed his true positions, he would get axed off. But you're you're assuming that you act like you're a mind reader. Anyway, go, Will. Sorry. Well, the understanding that I got from it is if you look at the first census that was taken in this country in 1790, it'll show that the country was 75 percent white, 25 percent black. And that is what this America First Coalition is talking about. We're talking about coming back to that ethnic identity. And it's not a white identity. Black people were here for the same amount of time, too. So yeah, this is an ethnic state. You're describing creating a state that has an ethnic requirement. That's what these other people are doing, the ones that are trying to bring diversity in here. It's not necessarily forced diversity based, on the way. It you're looking at it from the pro tag. You're looking at it from the opposite point of view. You have to. No, I'm looking at it from the definition of ethno state. If you want to argue an ethno state, it's fine. Appreci- yes. Huh? You can also appreciate your race. You can also appreciate your. I don't. Heritage, I don't care about people's race. I care about their personality, know, culture, their moral do. righteousness. You know, I, I don't care about certain <laughs> things that you care about. And I'm not here saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. And that's where uh, you're, you can you're, make you're arguments saying, for me to care about them. You're though. making making comparisons to Hitler. We don't we don't want to enforce anything on you. We're OK, so wait, 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 really quickly. Wait, I have a question for you. OK, yeah. so acknowledging the fact that a 75 percent white, 25 percent black America, if we were to specifically pursue such a thing, would by definition be an ethno state because you are creating a state which has an ethnic requirement. 
Um, you're creating no, a state by I, ethnicity. Wait, 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 please. I can't argue the definition of ethnicity. If you don't, if you don't know the definition, that's fine. I'm not here to educate you. I'm not your teacher. But I do have a question for you. I am here to learn from you, uh, Sensei. And my question is, how exactly would you create such a state without using genocidal violence? To. I'm telling you, we're not trying to. You have to continue to put words in our mouth. So yeah. you don't want to make that kind of mistake. That's unrealistic. We're not. We're speaking. We're we're in the pragmatic. We, we what do you we want? What pragmatic about, policies? We're talking about all these these utopian uh, principles, these utopian ideas that aren't going to happen. I haven't we said anything realistic. utopian. Please, what policies <laughs> would you you're, enact? Your whole life, everything. Oh, you're a leftist, right? Every policy that I discuss is empirically, verifiably uh, uh, functional. I'm happy to discuss each and every one of you. I don't engage in utopianism anywhere in my channel. What policies uh, would you want to enact? I don't enact? know you personally, so I, yeah, maybe that was a little little forward for. Forward uh, no, no, it's okay. Say, what policies? What policies? I don't know. I, I told you I don't listen to you. I don't know what policies. No, what policies I, 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 are, would are, you, you enact? Are you a what, are you a he's asking, Will. Or, Will, real quick. I'll give you thirty seconds. What What do you want? As like a, a to, to create what your America. What would you do? Yeah. Well, if you look at the black population, we've been here for. About no, no, no. Say say years. what you want. Say what you want to happen. Right. I want people to I want people to appreciate where they came from, understand where they came from and know where they came from. Their heritage, policies? their traditions, their lineage. I don't want people to lose that. So you All don't right, want Will. any policies. You have no political ambitions for the America First movement whatsoever. There's absolutely no interest whatsoever in affecting the political decisions <laughs> made by the leaders of this country. Well, yeah, what do you mean? Why? why no, Will, Will, oh I got to go, God. man. Every time I talk <laughs> with these people, what policies? You can't express what policies because there's no way to do it without advocating for genocide. Thanks, there's Will. No way to deport. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, thanks, man. I'll talk to you. You, right, you know I love you, right? I love you, man. <laughs> hey, peace, Ho homie. Respect. True. Real. Recognize. Real. Th th that's every conversation I have with these people. By the way, they can't discuss policies. They're too cowardly because they know to do so, they would have to trip over some, uh, you know, Geneva Convention uh, problems. I know a lot of a lot of them think that America is gone. Because um, they think it's too late for whites for whites to keep a majority of their country. They're not oh, making enough babies and stuff. Anyways, care about whites keeping a majority. Of well, that, well, that's what they care about. True, that is true. They do care about. And that. the reason they care about it is because whites. I mean, I can understand why they think about it because whites are um, the the main demographic that, as a majority, a slight majority, votes for sanity. The rest of of everybody else votes for liberalism. I mean that the rest, but you think, as you a think huge majority, everybody else votes for liberalism. That's actually unironically one of the reasons why I value diversity. Because the more racial diversity is there is in this country, the less likely we are to become a fascist ethno state. Yeah, it's, it's anti-justice. Like most people, most people no, are no, anti-justice. Democracy, democracy accounts They're for, themselves. for the values and the votes of everyone in this country. Non-whites in this country vote for everyone. The whites have a tendency to vote just for whites. <laughs> That's the it's the opposite, man. Very unchristlike, I have to say. <laughs> you don't know Christ. Not oh, I know. I know. Christ. All right. I mean, you're the one who characterized him as maybe allegedly being pro-poor. I'm pretty sure I'm in line with Christ's values. On this I know, one. but oh, there's nobody there... poor in this country. Anyway, <laughs> let me get let me get to Gus out of Pennsylvania. I have a ton oh, of questions, a, and I want to get to the man. incel question for you too. Gus out of Pennsylvania. Yes. Go for it. Yes. I want to speak to the. the Keep man it clean for me, Gus. To be a homosexual. Keep it yeah, clean for me. I, I, cl I claim I live it. I live the life, comrade. Hey, hey Gus, keep it well, clean for me. Tell you, let me tell you something, sir. You cannot be claiming to be a politician, or you can't even claim to be anything because you're a lunatic. 
There is no way that a human <laughs> adult male is going to walk around with that type of behavior, messing around with feces. Oh, you man. That's too you much for me, guys. That that's, uh, but I appreciate it. <laughs> You brought it too. That's too dog. real for me. I'm just telling you. Yeah, no, 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 guys. I can, no I can keep it clean. I can keep it clean. No I just want right. to say, say one I'm thing. I'm not finished, man. Oh, jeez. You're right. I'm All right, sorry. real fast. Rude, real fast, guys. No person should be taken literal like you're taking this male here because he's a lunatic. Only a lunatic would be messing with fecal matter. Dude, I just told you don't do that. I got to go, guys. I appreciate it. Can I say one thing to him? Yeah, say it. Okay, I just want to say. Um, I don't know why you're super insecure about like the butt thing, the butt stuff, no, but I just want to say I I love you and I'm a, putting a good America is one in which you and I are both happy and healthy. Okay. I advocate for your rights, no matter how weird you are about what I choose to do privately in the company of my friends. It's not a choice. Gus, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh let me get to Jesse out of Texas. Jesse no, straight, straight people also have hey. anal sex. I don't okay. hey, gross. What's up, boss? What's up, uh Hank? Hey, good. Um, stay, speak hey, up hey, close to your phone. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I really don't know much about Bosch. That's all right. Be trying to debate him and, and all that stuff. What I do want to comment is I'm not a Bosch fan. I've never seen any of his content except the Nick Fuentes video. Bosch, that was a great video because Nick Fuentes is, in fact, uh, a hypocrite. No straight man. No straight man spends as much time and spends as much time hanging out and defending someone like the Catboy Lolly Sox guy. So everybody on the Nick Fuentes train, you're following a hypocrite. You're following somebody similar to Vosh's lifestyle, except that person does it in secret because there are pictures. Jesse, that's that's messed up that you're like gossiping about this guy. I just want to wait. Can we agree on one thing? Yeah, you are. You're gossiping. I He's speculating wrong. about his sexuality. That's wrong. I'm going to put you on hold, Jesse. I'm going to put you on hold. You need to expose the state. No, no. I'm, I'm putting Jesse on hold. Respond to him, Josh. No, I, I just want to say I agree that it is, it is hypocritical. Um, and I think that it is important for us to point this out What's so that Nick Fuentes can be honest and open with his identity and we can drop this nonsense <laughs> homophobia that has claimed the minds of the degenerate right so that we can all unite and live how we want to live and love who we want to love. That is that is what I believe. In. I appreciate it, Jesse. Thank you, man. Take care. You know, I'm not into I'm not into whatever you guys are talking about. I don't know. What you're talking about? about oh, just a, there was a. It's it's just a just a funny little little piece of drama. Okay. There is one thing I want to say, and I think it, it harkens a little bit to my earlier point. It's that no matter what you believe in, there are certain inexorable truths about humans, and one of them is that some of us, some of us are just gay. And <laughs> what really sucks is when you're a Nazi, and it turns out, whoops, looks like I'm uh, looks like I'm into dudes a little bit. And what I want is for that to be a wake up moment for that person to think. Oh my God! I thought that homosexuals were degenerates and destroying this country, but I'm one of them, and I disagree with everything about them. Maybe this is just part of life; it doesn't hurt anyone. That's the goal. I know it's never going to work, but I, I can dream that crazy dream. Right? You know? Yeah. Um, degeneracy affects all people, and everybody has to get over it. If you can Bo, empirically, Bo, out of yeah. okay, respond to that because you wanted. To if respond. you can empirically describe to me how the existence of gay people hurts everyone, because I am deep in the literature on this. No, I don't I, know if that's a convo you when, want to get into. When I talk about degeneracy, I'm not only talking. I'm talking about all kinds of immorality. I'll defend trans yeah. people, gay people. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, nice. Little... The LGBT stuff. That's that's yeah, one yeah, yeah. that's one version of immorality. Anyways, Bo out of Santa Barbara, California. Bo, go for it. Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, hey. I just I just want to come on the show. Um, I know Hank, and I don't know your name, sir, but I'm Vosh. listening to you. I'm not, Vosh. Nice I'm to not, meet you. Vosh. Uh, Vosh. Nice to meet you. What's up, man? Hey, I just want you to know that I'm not attacking you. I'm not mad at you. I'm a Christian. I'm white. I think that whites are totally under attack. Heterosexuals are under attack. Christianity is under attack. A true traditional Judeo-Christian ethic that we that this country was raised on is under attack. And that's where people are coming from, because we come from descendants from Europe that believe in God's Word. And like when I, had, when I was in my past and I was sleeping with women, that's not God's plan. That's just as immoral as somebody sleeping with a lot of men that's a man or or you know what i'm saying so it comes from god's word that that we believe what we believe and i don't want your agenda forced on me i don't necessarily want to force my agenda on you and i just want a peaceful separation like this i don't want someone coming into the school telling the kids that it's okay to to have a surgery yeah. or or there's many different genders because brother the, the generation i grew up in there was man and woman and somebody came in and said that there's all kinds of different things. And I'm just like, what is going on here? So the problem is, is when you take away man and woman and God's design, it decays society and it's over generations. And yeah. it doesn't matter if it's gay or you're just like married and sleeping with five women and you have a family. That'll do the family just as much damage as, as, uh, as being uh, gay because it's outside of God's plan. It's not what God wants. So, What's happening is that Christian ethics that a lot of us were raised on, even though we're all sinners, um, it's being taken from us aggressively, and and it's like people are literally getting ready for civil war right now. You know, like two weeks ago, it was Trump's going to be impeached, we're going to lose our president, and then he vaporized someone in Iran, and I had to step away from the news. I was like, this is too much. This battlefield is too big for my head. I'm just a kid that's trying to live right. And you look at the media, and it's evil. People are just going at it with each other. And I'm looking at pre-Civil War America. Pre All right, Bo, Bo, let me, let me get Vosh. Like, wow. Bo, yeah. Bo, let me get Vosh's response for this. Yeah, I just want you to know that I love you, dude, but this is where I'm coming from. Hey, I, hey, listen, I love you too, and I respect your I respect your Volcel pledge uh, with with regards to women and 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 sexuality or what have you. Yeah. Um, I disagree with with literally everything you believe in. I'm obviously not. I, I believe it, um, and, and I obviously not what. But my okay. I just want you to know, like my politics also come from a place of of compassion. It's true, things are changing rapidly, and sometimes that change leaves a lot of people feeling like they're in the dust. Sometimes it actually does leave them in the dust. I mean, the obvious example sure. is the Rust Belt workers in this country, but I can understand how men or, or white folk or straight people sometimes feel like, oh my God, like you take a look at what's going on in schools these days, what, what what's, you know, what educational um, yeah, uh, professionals are teaching. Yeah, if I had they'd be pulled, they wouldn't be at public school at all. There's yeah, no but, but be nice. being, things being different doesn't mean those things are bad or wrong. In this case, very often it means they're good. And while change is often I, I scary and point. sometimes damaging, and the reason I disagree is because the Bible says very clearly, if you step outside of these rules, there's going to be consequences. And that's not me threatening you. That's just me learning my lessons with God, and I'm repeating it to you so that you don't make the mistakes I made. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I can't. I can't. You, I really Far do. be it for me to argue with God, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Appreciate yeah, it, Bo. I really convert, really I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> Bo, thanks, man. Hey, man, love you guys. Best of luck. Hey, Take care. I love right. you. That guy was nice. He, you know, he was on the fallen state as well.
I recommend uh, checking in, in out. In person or he called in the radio show? He was on um, the actual, the Fallen State, the sit-down interview show that you were on, where he showed up in person with another guy. Gotcha. Oh, I'm out. sorry, really quickly. Your audio is really quiet for some reason. Also. Okay. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I, I can hear you. It just turned down a lot. Here I come okay. on my end. All right. Let me get to this. Look, let me get to some callers. Oh, man, I want to get to the incel thing. Kevin out of Connecticut. Okay, go. go for it. Hey, uh, I would like to ask your uh, interviewer, what is his definition of fascism? Yeah, um, okay, so here, um, man said he it could. better than I could. Um, so my <laughs> definition of fascism... You're saying Bo described it better than you could? Uh, no, uh, Umberto Eco did, oh, actually. Okay. Um, Umberto Eco um, and his 14 points on fascism, uh, ur-fascism, um, are, are where I derive my definition of fascism. I think they're, I think they're, um, uh, they're, they're incredibly descriptive. I think they're very powerful. Um, uh, um, he was one of the best now, writers. Well, my question to you is, the, the person that you're getting your information from, is he a communist too or, or, or no? <laughs> uh, he's definitely left-leaning. If you'd like, we could uh, sometime on stream. Uh, I don't know if you watch my, my no, stuff. I don't, I, don't, could... I don't really bother with social media, with all that propaganda, because you know, they're, just, they're just basically one-sided on there. My question to you is, what is your, I'm not talking about people's definitions or anything. I'm talking about what is your personal definition of fascism? I don't need anyone else's opinion or, or anything. I want your definition. No one else. You, you described it pretty well earlier in the show. Yeah. Okay. So I. Okay. So my definition is derivative of of Umberto Eco's. But if I had to be very reductive, I would say that fascism is a hyper traditionalist ethno national movement dedicated to um, dedicated to anti intellectualism, chauvinism, promotion of warfare, uh, and, and deliberate irrationality in the service of uniting your people against an imagined common threat to the ends of meeting the needs of some imagined um, past identity. So you can go for Trump's America, for example. Um, uh, Trump, very militaristic, you know, very much so. The imagined past, Thank we God. have like the, the make America great again. We've got like the 1950s America that everyone looks up to. The deliberate irrationality. I mean, Trump is obviously not a particularly well-educated man. His cult of fan base is not very, um, how do you say... So Trump Articulate. is Trump is an example of fascism to you. Uh, yes, yes. Trump would be more fascistic no, it, than most American leaders, but it's a scale. It's not like a yes, no. It's a it's a scale in either direction. Anything else, Kevin? So, so what you're saying is you're you're def, you're you're basing your definition off all of of all off of all this propaganda that you're spilling out of your mouth. If you're saying um, that you you're saying that you you're saying that you love people and you care for them, right? But every time you open your mouth. You're spilling America hatred to your own fellow Americans. How do you think? Oh, I, I, it should clarify. I love the people in America. I hate America. You do? But I'm, I'm an anarchist. I don't. Fascism. He and wants like, you know, states and all so. that with no with, with, with no leeway at all. He doesn't want how countries that, to exist. How is that? Yeah. How is that love, my friend? Well, I love the people, not the countries. Countries are cold, unthinking, unfeeling political machinations. I love people. I love you. <laughs> You're you a person. People? You're not a machine, you my love friend. White people. Yeah, I love all people. No, of course no, I love white people. Love white I love people. white people. I love men. I love straight people. I love <laughs> cisgender people. I love all people. Thank and you, I Kevin. I do not advocate for minorities to the detriment of the majority. Some people think I do. I've yet to hear a good argument. All right, Kevin, appreciate it. I have to keep on keep it going. Jack out of New York. Go for it. Jack. 
Jack. Uh, let me get to Jason out of Dallas. Jason, go for oh, it. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, boss? Uh, don't really, hey. I'm not really familiar with your content, but one of the reasons I disagree with homosexuality being everywhere uh, and everything else related with homosexuality is because there's a lot of uh, stats that a lot of homosexuals, the majority of them, have been victims of sexual abuse as a child, and therefore it causes a lot of confusion, which is why you got the, all these genders and you have all these different sexualities. My question for you, boss, is were you sexually abused? With all due respect, and I asked you with you all You don't due have respect, to answer that, boss. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's, it's actually an amusing story. There was one moment in my life where somebody came close to sexually abusing me as a kid. It was like a neighbor's friend or whatever. Um, but my big brain, Vosh, you know, I, I actually I fought him. Um, uh, and, and, and turned it very much into a assault. I, I was doing the assault, in fact. Uh, no, I have yeah, never yeah. been the victim of sexual assault. Uh, luckily enough, you know, it's a tragic thing. It happens to a lot of people. Um, I, I will say this, though. Uh, while it is undeniable that many people who, who are gay or, or transgender were abused as children, I don't think that necessarily causes it. There's, the, the psychosocial research is very, very complicated. I'm not educated enough to understand it. However, um, whether or not that is the case, these people now exist, and I believe that, as humans, they should be afforded the rights and the respect needed for them to live decent, dignified lives, even if we assume that all trans and gay people were the product of sexual assault, which we know for a fact is not the case, I would still advocate for this. Dignity would be overcoming it. <laughs> for you, perhaps. <laughs> Let me get quickly to Nick out of New York City, and then I want to get your... Uh... Your thirty seconds on the on the incels, Nick. Go for it. First hey, time. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey, uh, this is uh, just. I'm actually a fan of Vosh's. Um, okay. I'm. I'm also ironically a Christian, so I'm kind of got my feet in both. Uh, Are you a pro gay Christian? Uh, pro gay. Uh, I don't want to get. I, I'd rather get to my. All right, all right, all right. Go I, for I don't it. Don't want to be the, Just curious. Yeah. Um, it's actually for you, hey. Um, earlier, Vosh mentioned that like the struggle he has with people from Nick Fuentes kind of side of things, yeah. that they don't really talk a lot about policy. And so for you, Hake, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, if you were the president, what, what kind of, like, what would be some of the first things you would do beyond, like, making, I guess you said, gay marriage illegal, like, that you see as an ideal for America? And then I also just want to say, Bosh, big fan of you. Uh, and, uh, you know, I appreciate also just JLP in general, honestly, because he's making such a great place to have open dialogue with totally different types of people. Thank, so. thank you, Nick. Yeah, I'm a fan of you too. So to clarify, like, what would I do policy-wise? Well, yeah, you you've watched. I mean, I, I've I've watched your show. I mean, I watched it. So, like, yeah, I would actually love to hear an answer from both of you, so you can kind of you know discuss with Hake's viewers. Um, but I'd lo I'd love to hear from both of you. Like, what would you guys do? What are your priorities in terms of like actually changing America, um, and where you see it going in the future? Yeah, I can give my little thirty seconds. Go for it. Um, if I so okay, <clears throat> got it. So we need to, if I'm leading America, America needs to be strong. There's no denying that. America needs to secure um, uh, economic independence and the ability to control other governments through uh, broad transnational trade agreements. However, we can do this while simultaneously ensuring a transition to the, um, to the collectively owned 
democratic means of production model, encouraging co-ops, um, adding subsidies. As for progressive rights, there's absolutely no denying that we should be advocating for the introduction of, of, of legislation or even Bill of Rights amendments that would um, that would lead to the, the you know the securing of rights for for uh, you know oppressed minorities and what have you. Um, reparations to um, build up you know infrastructurally the inner city communities, um, uh, a path to citizenship for the 11 million illegal immigrants in this country right now. 22. That would just 30. be a start. Yeah, anyway. that would just be a start. But we can we can we're going to make America great again. Interesting. I would resign and let Trump run it because he's doing just pretty oh, much come right. I'm giving a real answer, man. I would I would close the borders and immigration for a while if we can and get rid of birth control, no more subsidizing this birth control stuff, and um, crack down on pornography and stuff like that because I think those are positive things. That, those are things that would those are things that would um, encourage the native population to start making babies again because the native. As they stay here, they stop making the babies and then get rid of the um, education department and stop what? subsidizing this st stupid brainwashing that um, that universities are doing and um, stop giving this special treatment to the press. We can give special treatment to the American people because the American people are better <laughs> at being the press, the free, the, the real free press than the so-called liberal media. And like a so speed run to making America worse. No, it would be awesome. And then uh, we would r repeal this, uh, you know, these dumb Supreme Court things like abortion and same-sex marriage and stuff. And you guys can still live and, and do your little thing, but um, it's best to be getting over it rather than kissing up and teaching history about, oh, this person was gay, by the way. And I all dream that of mess. a world where we're all gay. Nasty. <laughs> Anyways, well, I appreciate, I appreciate, thank you, Nick. You know, putting some stakes in the ground. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, man. All right. Okay. You know, we're kind of over. I want to talk to you more, <laughs> yeah. but let's let's talk again, Vosh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, What's uh, your solution you. to the incel problem? Incel problem. Um, uh, okay. So right now there are a ton of lonely men. I think this is largely caused by social atomization as um, workplaces get more and more alienated, as we have a harder and harder time paying our bills, as our social spaces get more and more taken over by corporate like spaces, it's harder to find places to make friends. People are trying online, sometimes it works, most of the time it doesn't work. We need to find ways to revitalize in-person, interesting social spaces to get people on the path to making friends and finding relationships again. This needs to be a national priority. This is a huge problem. Yeah. I appreciate you, Vosh. Thanks for coming on. And um, Vosh.gg and subscribe to him on Vosh. Follow him on Twitter, at VoshV. And uh, let's see, was there anything else? Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Tune in to Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, Vosh. I think you'd enjoy it. And are oh. you voting for Trump in I'm 2020? I'm a I'm a Bernie bro all the way. We're getting okay. him. Are you happy that him. Bernie made uh, that? Are you happy that Elizabeth Warren and CNN made Elizabeth Warren look stupid? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm disgusted by the whole affair. You talk yeah. about fake news network. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, that was that was disgusting. Um, I want I want Bernie to be the primary candidate. I'm disgusted by Warren's behavior and CNN. All right, Vosh. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Take care. Hey, have a good one. You as well. All right, guys, see you in church with Jesse Lee Peterson, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. It's an excellent channel. It's the best. All right, guys, take care.